Good morning. It's good to be here with you this morning and reflect on that deep love that's extended to us. Trust it's a, a blessing that you ponder day by day as we go forth in life. It's good to see each of you here, to be gathered together in, in this way. And today, as we consider for a message, a message to ponder in light of preparing our hearts for the upcoming communion service plans. Um, the love of Christ certainly is center and foremost in our minds when we think of all that is before us. There's one word when I think of the deep, deep love of Jesus as we've just sung this morning. What is the result of that love in your heart this morning? What one word would encapsulate the result of that in our lives today, my trust? As I was pondering what to share this morning, I'd like to thank with you in the message with the title, The Way of Peace. The Way of Peace. And you know, uh, we do well to, to give attention to our daily walk, and in a time like this, we take a special time of examining ourselves by, with God's help. But one of the proofs of our standing before God is that deep, deep peace that comes. That, that acknowledgement that regardless of what the world would say or others that may not understand it all, we can, we can rest in Him. And and that comes through our confidence and our trust being fully in Him. Isaiah 26.3 reads, Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because He trusteth in Thee. How many times have we not felt those thoughts, those doubts, those feelings that raise the question of, unsettledness in our hearts and our lives when we realize that there was something about this, the circumstance, the situation that did not, was not permeated with that element of peace. And I've often thought of this verse, perfect peace, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. There's a lot said in that verse. It it's, seems a bit superficial to a degree, but there's a lot that is said in that verse because it, it denotes that which is uh, beyond our understanding, peace that passeth our understanding. Um, it denotes an anchor of our mind, of our consciousness, on something that is beyond the sin and iniquity of this earth, of this world. But it says it's because he trusteth in thee. And ultimately, 
our ability to experience that peace, to know the way of peace, there is a sense in which that is imperative for us to experience and express peace with God, with our brotherhood, with our fellow men, with those of which we come in contact with. And, and sometimes we are reminded by circumstances that there's an element of peace that could be improved, an action that needs to be taken, a forgiveness that needs to be granted, um, something to repent in our hearts of that is not pleasing to God. Before we look at, at the positives of this in a very real way, I want to look at a passage in Romans 3. And it talks about a lot of things there that are undesirable. But in the midst of it, it uses this phrase. It says, the way of peace have they not known. And I'm glad this morning that we can, can go from day to day and move forward with the confidence that God's desire and our desire to rest in him is a way that allows us to experience that peace and to, to be nurtured in it and to face the world around us in it. And Paul here is writing and he re refers to a number of scriptures in the Old Testament that um, do not depict a picture of peace, but he, he reminds us that without the peace of God, there is turmoil, there is strife in the heart of man. I'd just like to read this beginning in verse 10. number of verses here, Romans 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all going out of the way. They are, all, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongue they have used deceit, and the poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the ways and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And we, as we ponder those verses, we can realize that, yes, as the scriptures remind us, um, we were all there. We were all there. And apart from the grace of God acting, actively affected in our daily walk, we would return there. And we have the potential to fall from that saving power. But that phrase that stood out to me in these verses, and the way of peace have they not known. Do you count it a privilege this morning to know the way of peace? Do you count the blessings it is to your life and experience to even in the unperfect ways in which we at times feel that we uh, follow the Lord in our frailty, the blessings it brings upon us? Upon us and to us <clears throat> the way of peace Isaiah chapter 9 there's a couple of verses there that refer to 
peace in the context of the coming Messiah, our Savior. I'd like to read verse 6 and 7. And when we think of the way of peace, you know, sometimes I think it's easy for us to, to view these verses in a broad context of the impact that they would have upon the earth, the world in which we find ourselves a part of. But as we read these this morning, um, especially think of it as how it comes to bear in practical, literal experience and application in us, in our lives, as personal lives. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The way of peace is a, an echo of the will of God being accomplished and borne out in our day and time today in our lives by his spirit, by his grace. What is peace? I didn't do an extensive study on it, but there are a number of, I think it's maybe peace is used in the King James about 86 times, is it maybe, something like that. But there are some other usages of the Greek word arene um, that's typically used for peace, but on some occasions it's used to describe rest as well. Uh, and rest and peace are very similar terms, very similar terms, you know. Um, it doesn't matter so much. When there's peace, there's the ability to rest. And, you know, I, I remember as sometimes you, as you, the experience as a young person and comments you would hear people make, well, you know, you could plop down on a chair any old angle and sleep. You could sleep anywhere. There was nothing, not a problem to rest, to find rest. And that was a physical, a physical apt adaptation. But spiritually speaking, can we find that rest? Do we experience that peace regardless of the undesirable things around us that we find ourselves close to? The potential for those disturbing things, spiritually speaking. And the Strong's, I was blessed by one aspect of the definition here that, that I think qualifies and applies to, our especially, to us especially this morning as we think of our relationship before God. <clears throat> and that is, it says, to set at one again. To set at one again. You know, usually when there is a lack of peace, a lack of rest, there's something askew, there's something out of place, there's something that that doesn't quite jive, maybe that's not a very good term, but 
there's something that doesn't fit together neatly without discomfort. And yet, the way of peace is that which allows us to be at peace with God. And our ability to, to reflect on the writing of Isaiah there, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. When our minds are stayed and our trust is firm in God, there are a lot of other variables that we would like to see differently perhaps, but we're okay with it. We're able to be okay with it. We're able to be at peace with it. Um, and that doesn't, doesn't work against our ability to be in communion in that right relationship with God. And, with, and that has a... Um, the trickle-down effect, if you will, in our other relationships. When we are truly at peace with God and are fully trusting Him, it helps facilitate in a great manner our ability to, to work through other relationships in life. Our peace with God. We come to a point, as, as this verse depicts, the fact that to experience that peace with God There is no peace without him. It's only possible through him. He is the God of peace. Paul referred to that there in Romans 15. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. That desire, that blessing of to be set at one, to be reconciled, to be right before God, to be found right before God, by the shed blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. What a beautiful picture of, of peace. The correlation of that peace, find it referred to in Isaiah as well in chapter 48. I won't turn there. But it says this, Oh, that thou hast, hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had they peace. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. There's a correlation of, of that peace with God that comes through being comfortable in his care, in his direction, in his leading. And um, it, have a, it has a pervading calm over our lives. Of course, the scriptures point out many times as well that our ability to experience that peace with God can be uh, limited because of sin that separates us from God. Two verses from Isaiah as well in, verse, in chapter 59, the first two verses read, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So God in his mercy has been rich to us, and yet we bear the responsibility that we keep that avenue, that access that he can fill us with his peace because we are emptied 
and cleansed from sin. The influence of sin in one's life echoes the writing of Isaiah 57, 20. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. You may not think about that too much, but if you've ever sat on a beach or somewhere where there's waves, wave action, continuous wave action, and um, if you're there and you have something with pockets in it, sitting in the water, just kind of lounging around, and when you get up to go, you will come to find that there's a lot of sand in your pockets. Those constant waves are, are washing up. They're carrying bits and bits and bits, and pretty soon there's a sizable accumulation to weight you down when you get up to go. Like the troubled sea. So that is a reminder that we should take heed to not let our lives be burdened down by the gathering silt of sin that can settle in our life's experience without carefulness. Peace with God comes through Jesus. That precious offer that he gives us in meeting our need That peace comes through being justified. Paul says it this way, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Being justified from our sins and be at peace with God. Being at peace with God is not justifying ourselves in our sin. It's acknowledging the mercy of God in removing our sin before his sight through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It's an exercise of our faith. And as we walk in that, that peace is made available to us to fill us of his doing and not of our own. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to read some other verses from Romans chapter 5 if you care to turn there. Verses 6 through 9. <clears throat> For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. It's that knowledge, that confidence in his work that blesses us. I'd like to continue then in verses 10 and 11. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, 
Being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I didn't look, but I, I think that word joy there uh, bears a very close relationship to the characteristics of peace. Second Corinthians chapter five. Beginning in verse 18. When we consider the way of peace that we are privileged to understand and experience, notice what these verses help us be reminded of. Beginning in verse 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 18, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be, a, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to look at life and, and think, well, it's kind of like a game of checkers. We make all the right moves, and as long as we have are winning the pieces from the opponent. But it's not about what you and I are doing, dear ones. It is about that, but it's not our, the peace with God is not a result of that. It's the result of God reconciling us to himself. Without him making that, extending that option, that offer, there would no opportunity be to experience that. <clears throat> Jesus was, I think one of the verses that was read this morning talked about being followers of God or imitators of God, depending on the version you read it out of. But we are, by virtue of, virtue of our sonship, to bear the marks of the peace that Jesus manifested. To to experience that, to, bless, to be blessed by it, and to bless others with it. Jesus in John 14, 27 said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That last verse is just a picture of, of peace. Not troubled. No fear. Peace, unfazed by the world and its tribu tribulations. Jesus spoke of peace in another context there later in John chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you, 
that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Again, going back to that verse from Isaiah of confidence, of trust coming out of our relationship with God, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace with God brings about a peace with ourselves. A peace with ourselves um, that becomes apparent as we relate amongst ourselves to the extent there is peace with God, that peace within us allows us to be comfortable being that open book um, with each other. And perhaps a couple of, of scriptures I would look at just thinking about what is it that can, can impede our ability to experience that peace as God would have us to um, the parable that Jesus taught in Luke 8, 14 says this, And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. See, there's, a, there's an intermingling. There's a mixture of pursuits. There is not a complete trust, a complete being, a complete satisfaction of being stayed on God. So those things can create difficulties for us if we allow them to take root and to produce fruit of this life, fruit of this world, fruit of the passing pleasures of the brevity of this life. I'd like to look look yet this morning at one other area as far as this way of peace and how it affects our lives with others. Peace with God, peace with ourselves, that equips us to experience God's grace and experiencing peace with others. And um, as we think of that, it doesn't always mean um, our relationships are always the easy way, but it's the way of peace. It's to be the way of peace that reflects um, the person, the image of Jesus Christ in our walk, our desire to seek to emulate be led of his spirit. Perhaps in Ephesians chapter 2, a couple of verses here that would help us to <coughs> reflect on that. Beginning in verse 13, Paul writes, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, 
having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances for, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and, then, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And where we find ourselves, our, our lives, our experiences being based on the foundations of the scriptures, as it goes on to, to read there. But it, it puts us in a proper place to experience this, the success of the power of the resurrection in our relationships, in our daily uh, involvements, that um, we commit those things that we don't fully understand and, and can't, res can't think through all the way, we commit them to God for his direction and leading. And um, it removes a lot of the obstacles that uh, we can find at times Go back to, if you're there close, go to Galatians 3, verse 28. <clears throat> the way of peace is a way that we all stand on the same platform, on the same level, at the foot of the cross. There is, in verse 28 reads, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So this morning, for us, we are reminded that that is God's goal and will and desire for each one of us, regardless of our background, our race, our creed, our language. That when we are at peace with God and, and content and at peace with ourselves, it allows us to minister and to serve and to testify of the love of God and the peace it brings us on all levels. It, it goes beyond the bounds of, of racial tensions. And I trust you've experienced the power of smiles, of kind words that cross the boundaries of even total strangers that can disarm them from their, per, perhaps their perspective of what they may initially want to think of you or I, but that they would find us to be people of the way of peace, people that are content to be at one, set at one with God, and to allow him to, to accommodate that goal as we relate between individuals that know not him. That opens the door beyond having peace with our brothers and sisters. It opens the door for a workable way to address even our enemies, those who would seek to take advantage. And um, whether it's 
in a material and a physical way or a verbal way, the way of peace is a way of blessing. I've often thought so many of our dear ones, uh, you know, we've all, we all have our life story to tell, experiences we've had, but many of our brethren have suffered far more than we have. And I've thought of those who've been robbed so many times, and I've thought, you know, if they would have sought to not take that way of peace, likely they would not be alive today. But it's because of their committing their lives into God's care that God has blessed them <clears throat> whose mind was stayed on him. They trusted in him. So this morning, let us not forget that in that way of peace, it includes also the words of Christ when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The way they treated him, the way they, that, that reflection is one that we are to embrace as well. The way of Christ is truly the way of peace. Peace with God, peace with self, peace with others. In that order. I think sometimes there are efforts by those that seek to find peace amongst themselves and yet have not realized the true position of being at peace with God. And so it limits the ability for those relationships to fully embrace the power of God because they are not at peace truly with their maker. Where are you today? Where am I today? We've heard the joyful sound. We've been introduced to the way of peace and the question comes today, are we walking in it? Are we where are we at today? And may God bless you as you seek to truly answer those questions this week as we prepare for communion. That um, you would be encouraged, be strengthened, and be healed in any need that you have, any lack that you find in your life because of lacking in peace, lacking in your trust in God, lacking in your focus on Him. Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16, Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace always. That's our desire this morning that we would be found in that way of peace and as we give consideration to these needs may God bless your life